Welcome to another episode of the Decent Rowing Podcast. My name's Lachlan Davey, I'm here with my dad Ken Davey, and together we have the DecentRowing.com website. Uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about rating, and especially how it relates to racing and your finished position. So this is a pretty niche topic, but it's really important for racing. So where, where do you reckon you'd start with this one? Well, I think the, the critical thing is that when we're out rowing normally at a low rate, and lots of people do long miles at a low rate, then you, you need to row long in order to make the boat move well. And so you end up uh, getting the right to the catch, make sure you get a good catch, well connected before you push, uh, and then when you go through to the finish, you tend to finish longer. So you lean back more, you tend to pull the handles in a sculling boat, for example, you pull them past your body to some extent, uh, and you get good performance that way at a low rate. The trouble is that when you want to have a high rate, then the only way you're going to have a high rate and have that same length is if you've got a lot more power, a lot more boat speed, and you'll find that most athletes just don't have the strength or the power to be able to achieve a high rate whilst rowing long, uh, as they would if they were rowing at, say, rate 20 compared to rowing at rate 34. So something has to give somewhere. And there's a number of tactics people use to try and keep the rating up. Uh, and for example they can shorten the catch, they can shorten the whole stroke. Uh, tends to what tends to happen quite often is that they end up losing a bit of a bit more slip at the catch and a bit more slip at the finish because they're just in that much bit more of a hurry and they don't really go much faster. So Lachlan, you've rode a lot and when you're out trying to take the rating up, what are the sort of issues that that you find work and don't work in relation to getting the rating up? So uh, anyone can, anyone who's been rowing for a while can increase their rating and that's, that's all well and good but what we really want to be doing is increasing our boat speed and using rating as a tool to do it relatively easily. So you don't want to take the rating up and not increase your boat speed. So the first thing I always think about when taking the rating up is what I want to achieve which is more boat speed. So uh, I usually will focus on my length first. Uh, length, power, and then then rating after that. Um, if you want to take the rating up, you you don't want to be sacrificing part of the rowing stroke that's most effective. And so, when it comes to racing, especially the most effective part of the rowing stroke is just after you put the blade in the water. So the first quarter to half slide, where you're engaging those powerful leg muscles, that's the the uh, area of the stroke that you can't really sacrifice when it comes to increasing your rating. So uh, one of the best ways to do it is to to um, not draw it through a long way. So it's still a full rowing stroke, um, but a full rowing stroke can be um, you know so- somewhere in between 30 centimeters difference around the finish what you do. And if you want to have a high rating, and high rating is useful for good boat speed and good um, ability to maintain that boat speed rating is important for that you really don't want to be sacrificing the catch so you'd usually be looking at you know stopping the finish a little bit earlier than you might normally if you're rowing 16 strokes a minute 18 strokes a minute uh, yeah it's it's a slightly different thing but you don't want to sacrifice the catch at all yeah couldn't agree more and the, the catch is critical I get the catch in, get the power application in the right sequence and accelerate that handle right the way through to the finish. Now the trick really is where's the finish? Now often you'll find people when they're rowing at a low rate is they draw the handles in a sculling boat past their body a little bit and then tap it out and uh, 
and get their hands out and get their body over again. I've actually timed it, and there's a video on the website that discusses this, and if you time it, how long it takes for the handle to actually go from the front of the body to the side of the body and then back to the front of the body, if you're trying to rate at 30 strokes a minute, it's a very long time that it takes to get from in front of your body past the side and back again. So what I'm suggesting you focus on if you're trying to get the rating up, trying to get the boat speed up, uh, then I'd practice cutting the finish short in front of you. A couple of little advantages happen with this too. So if you cut the finish short so you tap out when your hands are still in front of the body, and indeed some elite athletes are tapping it out quite a long way in front of the body, like five, six centimetres in front of the body, then what happens as well is that at that point the blades are still firmly buried in the water. You haven't started to take the blade out of the water and so you can keep the power on right to that finish point when you tap out and being in front of your body. A couple of other things that happen. When you're sitting in that position, you're not leaning back as far into the bow of the boat and you're not leaving your body weight in the bow of the boat for anywhere near as long as if you pull the blades past your side. So which means there's less weight in the bow of the boat, which helps with the boat run, helps with boat speed. Third thing that comes out of it is that to get your body back over your, over your toes and get the back into the centre of the boat with your body weight is going to be quite a lot quicker because again you're not sitting at the finish for too long and your hands tap out in front of your body and you can get your body back over quite quickly. If you try this and try it in such a way you have to practice it um, but practice it and see how you how you go as far as your rating goes and your boat speed I think you'll find that both increase quite well together. Yeah you don't don't ever want to get into the trap of uh trying to row really long um, during a race unless it unless you've got a really massive massive engine like you're extremely fit uh, it'll wear you out very quickly um, yeah some people can do it and have been quite successful rowing really long um, but typically they're not your average rower they're not your masters or school rower they're highly trained elite athletes that can row really long really high rating and a really high boat speed and you're going to have to sacrifice one or more of those uh, to a greater or lesser extent depending on what you do with the others when you're racing especially at a amateur school uh, club maybe even a college level um, of racing no doubt and with the in, in trying to to do this to learn how to how to row like this if you're used to rowing long and most people are because they do lots of miles, kilometres at low at low rates, so they're used to rowing long, then when you try to row short like that at the finish, so you're cutting the finish short, keeping the power on right up to the moment of tap out and tap out and then quickly get your hands way back over your toes and go for the next stroke, in other words, keep the boat speed up and try and get the rating to go with it, I find it's very difficult to do. Now, how do you teach people to cut it short? The best way if you can is to just mentally do it but I've found that that's quite difficult to teach. An easier way to do it is to actually move the feet towards the stern and therefore have less room at the finish to be able to deal with this. And so less room in front of your body so you almost have to tap out. The problem with this though is twofold. The first one is that it does leave you a little cramped at the finish uh, but that's not the main issue. The main issue is that by moving your feet towards the stern then you're increasing your catch angles and you're increasing the gearing and so the 
the uh, gearing becomes heavier and therefore it feels a lot heavier and it's harder to actually get the rating up because you've got all that gearing at the catch. So it's better to use it as a technique to learn and then move yourself back towards the bow to the appropriate angles that you get during the catch and finish and but still maintain tapping out before the handles get to your body. It's quite a different technique and it'll be quite disturbing when you first try it uh, to get it well understood and to be able to do it consistently. The when the major time that you'll notice uh, the the finish lengths coming into effect is when you're changing between boats. So, for example, when I row my single, I race my single, uh, I can do quite well with a longer stroke, uh, leaning back, getting good length out of it. But that's not a technique that I can take into bigger boats that are moving a lot faster. The drive phase time is a lot shorter in an eight, for example, and I have to consciously think about um, not leaning back so far, finish the stroke off earlier, just so I can finish at the right point for that boat. Um, Especially with the bigger boats and faster boats too, uh, getting the oar out of the water becomes more and more of an issue the further you lean back. So in a a single scale you're moving a lot slower, you can lean back a bit more and you've got more time to extract that blade cleanly out of the water and have an effective stroke. Uh, when you're in an eight, uh, you just don't have that luxury. The boat's moving too quickly. Um, the um, the sweep sweep oars make it harder as well. You need to be able to tap out uh, quickly and cleanly. And the easiest way to do that is to sit up a little bit taller, not lean back quite as far, and not finish the stroke off a long way, and sort of anticipate the the finish of the rowing stroke to get that that precise movement around the finish and not waste too much time coming forward uh, during the recovery time because um, especially in bigger boats but now we've seen a lot in smaller boats too you need to have a high rating to win these these top races um, and that rating needs to be uh, clean and effective above everything else you can't have a high rating where you're missing huge chunks of water at the catch you're um, not getting the blade out of the water uh, efficiently at the finish it needs to be very precise and quick and that's why you need to think about not being so long and drawn out with your rowing stroke. And I think a critical part of it too is if you, as Lachlan was just saying, if you're sacrificing a bit of the catch because you're trying to be a bit too aggressive putting it in, a bit too quick putting it in and and it's just not working properly, then those things slow the boat down as well. So you'll find that, that it compounds the problem. So how to work this in a race, I'd suggest with anybody, when they're racing, the first thing you want to do in a race, if you're going to try and uh, take the rating up or try and do a, a push in a race, before you do anything, is make sure your technique's right, particularly around the catch. Make sure that you're uh, pulling the boat towards you as you come into the catch, uh, uh, particularly noticeable in a single scale, and getting a quick, precise catch without too much load, picking up the load, and then accelerating through to the finish. Focus on that first. Once you've got, once you've got that bit right, then I'd say, right, now I'm going to try and take the rating up by cutting the finish a little bit. Two ways you can take the rating up. Another one which is useful in a race situation is to actively pull the boat towards you, but again, as you're coming into the catch, but again, make sure you've got that catch placement really precise and well executed. Then try and pull the boat towards you a bit. That'll help take the rating up as well and also increase your boat speed as long as your catch is good. And then at the finish, try and cut it a little bit short and I think you'll be surprised at how quickly you can take the rating up. And so that's the best way to take the rating up in a race. 
There is at the end of the race it's a bit different, but during the body of the race they're the sort of techniques I'd suggest trying in order to make this work. It's difficult to practice this other than at race pace. So the practice has to be done, fitted into your program somewhere. I suppose Lachlan, from your perspective, it's when you're out rowing it's difficult to have an entire session at race pace. So you've got to work out where to include this in your program. Yeah, but um, if you're rowing an eight or something like that and you're leaning back a long way at slow, steady-state rowing, uh, as a coach, you should be able to look at that athlete uh, that's leaning back a long way and say that's going to become a problem when we start doing race pace. So you really have to adapt um, a racing style to your rowing. So when it comes to race time, you actually know the right pattern of movements to do. So you don't want to be leaning back too far, especially in an eight um, you want to be doing something that the whole crew is doing. You don't want someone doing that's doing something that's that's not quite right. And uh, especially when it comes to this finish position, I found because I tend to be one of those athletes, having done a lot of single scales rowing, that leans back quite a long way, and that's how I've been successful in developing my boat speed. But when it comes to eights, I really need, and coaches are on me all the time about leaning back too far, um, for that for that boat especially, and so. I need constant feedback, especially uh, early on in the like a, a training campaign, uh, just to recalibrate where my body needs to be, where my finish position needs to be. And I feel like when I'm when I'm doing it the right way that uh, that's requested, so sitting up a bit more and cutting it off a bit, I feel like I'm cutting the stroke extremely short. Like it's far different than what I would perceive to be the right stroke. But looking at footage, you know, it obviously it works quite well so I think if you're going to be making some sort of change like this it's important to have that that constant feedback until the athlete gets the feeling of what they're doing is the right way to do it Um, and once they get that sort of level of calibration then they can be left alone a bit but it's uh, it's something that can can really you can really run into trouble especially rating at high rate Um, in an eight you need to be able to get the blade in and out uh, quickly and cleanly and it has to be all eight people doing that. So if someone's rowing a longer uh, arc drive drive phase, uh, so they're leaning back too far, it's really going to throw everything off. So you need to make sure that the whole crew is finishing at the same angle or as similar as possible, and especially they have the same drive times and the same recovery times when they're rowing along uh, at steady state, but and of course especially at race pace. Yeah, it's interesting and slight digress here, but it's it's really important that athletes and coaches, but particularly athletes, understand the difference between different boats. So we won't go into it in detail now because it's a separate topic completely, but, but what we're talking about here is about how the crew is going to race in a particular boat. Uh, it's going to be different for each boat, uh, particularly when you th- do things like comparing a, a pair to an eight or a single skull to a quad. The techniques that they want to employ are, are quite different and the athletes need to understand that there's a difference and why there's a difference and I think that's super important. The other thing that happens with the with this technique of, of shortening up in order to uh, get the rating up and get the boat speed up in a race situation is that a statement that I've made often enough is that it's almost the person who makes the most strokes in the last part of the race wins. That's essentially how it seems to work when you look at racing. Now one of the things is that 
when you look at the elite athletes racing and indeed any good athlete racing at any level, then you'll find that the way rating is important, it's very difficult to win a race at a low rate. But with the rating, the first place to try and get the rating up is as we've discussed is by this the technique of making sure you've got a good catch, pulling the boat towards you, coming into the catch and cutting your finish a little bit short and keeping your weight up out of the bow of the boat, sitting up tall, getting quickly back over your toes, ready for the next stroke. But you'll find, if you look at a lot of athletes rowing, you'll find that in the last part of the race they use that technique and also a different technique of shortening the catch a little bit. So, like when you're in the final part of a race and it's a touch and go how you're going to get when you're going to get the position you want to get, then how would you approach that back end as far as the, the length of the catch and rowing short at the catch? Um, yeah, I don't know. For, for me, I'd probably be focusing on trying not to make any mistakes because um, at the end of a race it gets quite tense sometimes. Uh, you're completely gassed. You're trying to take the rating up and... A couple of bad strokes where you clip the water or clip a wave or you know you don't want to catch a crab but um it's yeah it's it's you've really got to be able to do it cleanly and precisely as well as increasing the rating um in bigger boats i think it can be sometimes easier to increase boat speed with rating uh in the final final parts of a race although if you get one person that messes it up and catches a crab then you know it's almost game over uh so so yeah and it's always it's always done over a few strokes uh you don't really like sometimes if crews have been rowing together you can say you know call it now to to put the power on and the whole crew responds accordingly uh generally speaking i found it to be more useful to be able to uh, build boat speed over three or five strokes, something like that. Um, that way the boat can start working for you and you can get used to the new boat speed as you move along as opposed to try and just uh, muscle it with the, the rating up. But uh, yeah, I think when it com- comes down to it, if you got the blade in the water so you get a good catch and you can get the rating up, that's useful. But if you can't get a good catch um, and you struggle to get the rating up, maybe it's a bit messy you don't feel like you're applying the power, you're probably better off at a lower rate. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's just so many variables when it comes to that point in the race. And generally I'm thinking about staying clean, uh, moving quickly, applying as much power as I can. Um, but yeah, mostly it's about trying to keep my composure with what I'm doing. Yeah, it makes sense. The, so thinking through this, uh, once you've got the boat speed up, and as Lachlan mentioned there, you, a few powerful strokes of a crew can get the boat speed up. And then what I, I'd like to recommend to athletes is that they then try and enter a phase of racing where they're just tapping the boat along, like not letting it slow down much, particularly that back end of the of the race where they're, they're rowing a little bit short at the finish, maybe even a little bit short at the catch, and just trying to just keep quick movements going and keep the boat speed up. So once you've got the boat speed up, you want to try and maintain it without putting downward pressure into the bow too much, without doing anything damaging, as Lachlan says, because that'll stop you quicker than anything, uh, and to just keep tapping that boat along. So I'd be suggesting that when you're trying to get the rating up, uh, and even if it's a low rating race, I was talking to some athletes recently about a five kilometre time trial, head, head race type situation, where they go off one after the other, 
and you can't do well in a time trial like that unless you've got your rating up around 30 or or more you can't do it at 24 and you won't succeed very well and this same technique can apply at that rate so when we're talking about taking the rating up we're not really talking about in a single scale example taking it up to 38 that's not the goal here the goal really is to be able to take the rating up from where it was before so what you were rowing normally in a way that's easy and and feels like you're just tapping the boat along so if you're used to doing a head race at, at 26 I'd suggest work on your finish a little bit make sure everything else is good of course but work on your finish a little bit shorten it up a little bit and I think you'll find that the rating will go to 31 without much effort at all and all of a sudden your boat speed will be much improved same thing pretty much applies if you're trying to go from 36 to 38 but then uh, that's a really high rating for a single scale so it's suggest so use this technique to just improve your rating and don't try and do it too much too soon so I wouldn't suggest you try and go from 30 to 36 and just probably try and take it from up by a couple of points and and take it up a couple of points and the critical thing is you want it to feel easier so when you take the rating up you want it to feel easier than when you had the low rating because you've got this different dynamic in the boat of where you're finishing so uh, I think you'll find you can get some pretty good boat speed uh, and get some good rating and more importantly with techniques like this you can get more control over your rating so when someone else is in a race against you and they take the rating up by two or three points and you find you can't keep with them well this is another weapon you can add to the toolkit to say okay if I try this I probably can keep with them so something that's really worth having a having a work with yeah and you'll find that you have natural rating uh, limits basically you'll you depending on how your boat's set up depending on your fitness depending on your skill level you'll have a maximum ceiling of what your rating can be and if you're on the the more amateur end of the spectrum your rating's going to need to be lower because you just haven't got the skills to be able to have row at a high rating to be, be able to place the blade effectively and extract it effectively enough at that high rate so it's uh it's something that you build uh with skill over time uh, don't expect it to happen all at once, but you do need to be aiming. If, you, if your goal is racing, uh, you do need to be aiming, especially with, with every boat, but even singles to be, you know, 32, you know, 32 plus probably strokes a minute at the, at the you know, more elite levels. Like at the, the proper elites, they're looking at sometimes 38, 37 for the, the duration of the course, but bear in mind they've got huge engines they've got tons of training they've got very good technique um, where it matters the catch and the finish and so that's just not attainable for more uh, more junior and more amateur rowers um, but yeah it's it's something to to try and aim for um, especially with rating you can you can really wear yourself out in a race by going uh, at too high a rating too low rating you won't expend enough energy um, so it's you know it's worth racing and practicing this as you develop your skills and try and become in tune with what's what you can do and what what you should be reaching for with your goals and not try and overreach and not not underreach with that uh, when it comes to racing just trying to build that rating up and your skills up over time yeah and I think the goal if I had to have one goal that I'd suggest to focus on is to be able to row at a high rate and have it feel easy 
if it feels like it's really hard work, then it's going to be really hard to sustain. So you want to practice these techniques in a way and find your own particular pattern for what works for you. But the sensation I'd like you to look for is it's easy rowing. Fast, easy rowing. Yeah, something you can maintain for the course of your race. You know, whether it's, you know, a 6K time trial or, you know, a 1,000-metre um, sprint, for example. Uh, yeah, you need to be able to maintain it to get the optimal amount. Yeah, you can maybe increase it here and there if you're trying to, you know, fight someone off or break their spirit when it comes to racing. But um, in general, you can only do what you can do and you want to be as consistent as possible to get the best time uh, overall and then hopefully that increases your places as well. So if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please head over to our website and sign up to our email list if you haven't already. Uh, We also have a membership website portion uh, where people can view all of our rowing content, which is now over a 1,000 videos. We've also got training programs, uh, downloadable posters with rowing technique and and other things like that. We also offer personalized coaching, so technique coaching um, and also setting training programs and things for people who... Uh, may want a little bit of extra help with their rowing so all of that's on our website too decentrowing.com so until next time happy rowing